Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am the CEO and founder of J Intel, a nonprofit organization that bridges the gap between faith-based and therapeutic resources. Being an overcomer, visionary, and God's creation, I empower women with their emotional wellness and intimacy with God to live abundantly. In this podcast series, we reveal that our wellness is not just physical health, but includes mental and spiritual health. True health and well-being include all three aspects. We transform our lives when we care for our mind, body, and spirit. Uh, Healing Peace Podcast is here. Welcome home. I have not done this in a while, but I'm going to kick off our show with our wonderful PSAs. Yes, for the new year, I'm going to say it. Please subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review or rating. Lastly, but not least, tell your family and friends about us. These small acts have a huge impact on letting others know about our inspiring and uplifting messages. And for those who are kicking off the new year and their personal growth, I encourage you, please pick up our personal growth and development digital workbook. You purchase it today. You get access to it today. Over 10 weeks of encouragement to strengthen your everyday being and to get you into the praying and journaling aspect and self-reflection and and just a, a calming way to have personal development. So pick up your copy at healingpeace.com slash shop and go ahead, purchase and get your personal development grooving train on. All right now. Now let's get back to this famous show. Well, not famous. I want to say our infamous tools and tips show where we glean from our past two interviews to provide tools and tips for everyday living. Before I jump into our tools, I want to personally share my gratitude for Jenna Cozen and her insights into God, our body image, and sexuality. I know most of us in the new year, we start out with goals. And again, I already talked about it because I want you to pick up that personal growth and development book. Anyway, other goals that we usually have evolve around our body image. So many times we place pressure on ourselves. And I'll admit I'm one of them. I think a while ago I was reading how they said that in the new year, that's when most people buy workout equipment. And that's like the highest time that people who create workout equipment make a lot of money. Yes. But this year, I wanted to kick us off knowing that we do not have to be ashamed of how God created us. In the past, I never placed God in the same sentence with body image and sexuality. No, I didn't. I must admit, for some odd reason, I really did not process that he was the creator for both. I know you're like, girl, what? That don't make any sense. I know. But before you judge me, I'm just going to say that my separation between God and our bodies come from my traumatic experiences. As I mentioned during the interview, I did not grow up with those making positive comments about my physical appearance. I remember being a kid and my grandmother would always be like, you just chubby little girl. 
And it was always kind of interesting because she'll call me Chavo, but yet fill up my plate. She's like, I know you want some more. I'm like, that is not helping me if you call me Chavo. But that type of experience, that went on to my adulthood in terms of how men looked at me. And I will say that I have been on a diet my whole life. Yes, I have. And there was a small period in my time, in my lifetime, where I was happy about my body. Yes, I was. And I would tell people that I am happy fat. And I was thick, but I was okay. And not only was I okay, but I remember looking at some other people and I was like, yeah, I'm not as bad as them. Yeah, that's still comparison stuff. I know we do it. But then in my happy fat stage, I went to the doctor. And a doctor said, girl, you are obese and stressed. And I mean stressed that you need to lose weight. And I remember I argued with the doctor. I was like, look, don't come up on me saying this foolishness. And she was like, look, I'm just trying to have you to be healthy. And I'm just like, look, I am healthy. I digress. You can hear my, 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 my experience, my, my, my tenderness, my sensitivity in this situation. But anyways, at that time. When she was telling me that I was overweight, I was actually skinnier than I am now. Mm-hmm. And I should have told her back up off me. Anyways, having Jennifer on the show helped me to return to a positive place about my body. And dare I say sexuality. All right, now let's go ahead and dive into these tools and tips. Tip number one. Embrace how God created us. And mimic his behavior toward us. He looks at us in awe, admiring the body that he created. Therefore, this tip is to spend at least, this is a good one, at least three minutes a day looking into the mirror and stating that God created my beautiful body. And boy, is it beautiful. Mm-hmm. I am beautiful. Now, as I say this, you might be like, mm, that might be a little bit hard. I've never done that. I'm going to say start off slow, work your way up. Get three minutes too long, just spend a minute. And instead of looking in the mirror, looking at flaws, don't, don't do that. Just look and say, man, this is some goodness that the Lord created. And this is actually leads me to tip number two. Because tip number two is a preparation to get you through tip number one. And when I was talking to Jennifer, she talked about, how we look at ourselves and, and getting to that place of seeing our body image positively. And she did a, a, a little, we don't call it segment where she stated to place your hand over the body parts that you feel less comfortable with, the least happy. And she said, now close your eyes and touch that place. And as you close your eyes and touch that place, Quote the scripture, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I'll tell you guys, own this scripture and realize that this passage correlates to your body and not just your character. So tip number two, which I cannot take credit for, is to get to a place where you're closing your eyes and meditating over that scripture and touching that body part that you feel less comfortable with because I would love for you to get to a place where you're doing tip number one of spending three minutes in the mirror and expressing how beautiful you are 
and being excited about what you see in the mirror, that you're not pointing out all your defects, but you're pointing out all the good things that God has made about you. Our 501c3 nonprofit organization, J Intel, and A Healing Peace are looking for community partners to support our mission. We are bridging the gap between faith-based and therapeutic resources. Consider partnering with us. Go to jintel.org slash donate and contribute. By contributing in this manner, you ensure that we continue to spread this inspiring and encouraging message. All right, now let's keep on moving. And tip number three, which builds upon having a positive body. How do we overcome shaming of the body, which includes our sexual parts? By using the correct terms for our body parts. I didn't realize myself until the interview the importance of calling a penis a penis and a vagina a vagina. I still can't believe I say it out loud because I am one of those people that don't do a very good job of putting the right word on it. But Jennifer noted that the connection when we use different terms that in that process that we're being embarrassed by our sexual parts. And we inadvertently shame our bodies. The fact of the matter is the Lord created our sexual parts. And they are properly named. So tip number three is use the right name for each body part. Not the little cutesy, not, not the little hoo-ha, not the, you know. We have a couple of names that we go to. But just to go ahead and just own what the Lord has created and just say the word. All right, now, we're going to go on, keep on moving, keep on moving, building upon how we communicate about our body, especially our sexual parts. Jennifer identified how we speak negatively about our bodies, and especially when it responds in arousal matter. Yes, we are sexual beings. Yes, our body moves. It does things. and. Tip number four is instead of cursing our arousal, which I am guilty of, like, darn that thing, just calm down. Instead of responding in that context, we should just thank God that our bodies still work as intended while practicing healthy behaviors for that arouser. Yes, our words do mean a lot. So again, just the things, how we communicate about our bodies and the level of the type of words that we place on them can definitely demean and place us in a negative perspective of how God created us. And he did create us to enjoy and he created us in his image, which includes our bodies and our sexuality. All right, now let's go on to tip number five, which is, Oh, actually, I'm jumping ahead, but I'm going to say that the next several tips actually continues to build upon a positive body image and sexuality. And to help us dig deeper into shifting our mindset about our body image and align it with God's perspective, Jennifer recommended reading Maya Angelou's poem, Phenomenal Woman and Earthen Vessels by Matthew Lee Anderson. 
We will put both of these resources on the healingpeace.com. And if you go to this podcast episode, as well as podcast, the two ones before, yeah, that on those pages will list these two resources because they're great and just an encouragement to your spirit. As you read these materials, be mindful that you are reclaiming a positive and biblical view of the body. So this tip, this is actually a tool. Number five is a tool to pick up these resources and to help fuel your spirit to continue this journey of having a positive mindset about God, body image, and sexuality. Yes, I see it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep on moving. Now, as I had this conversation, and I was actually quite surprised in terms of how this information came out. I think I've expressed that in the interview, which is what is sensuality and sexuality? What are they to begin with? And, you know, we have society's perspective, which at times can be very objectifying. And it can also, I think, fuel that arousal in the wrong way. But for tip number six, it leads us back to God's perspective of enjoying sensuality and sexuality. Jennifer recommended reading Songs of Songs, or you may know it as Songs of Solomon in the Bible. This book in the Bible explores physical desires and delves into romance. And it's actually quite interesting because I remember when I was in school, there was a couple of phrases that we looked at from Song of Solomon's that actually identified, and Jennifer talked about this as well, God's character, and it identified how he longs to be with us, how he romances us. And so, and Jennifer noted how you know, the things that God used our human experience to help connect us to him and puts things into words that we are used to hearing so that we can, again, connect on a deeper level. And he definitely uses sexuality in that way. And in that Song of Psalms, that, that, that passage that we were reading, again, it was really just highlighting not only that beauty of connecting with someone, but even how God just enjoys connecting with us on a deep manner. And now we have this book to really expand upon that to how we connect with one another physically and in that physical connection being able to enjoy it and to be excited about those feelings and and not shaming them and not being embarrassed by them like oh my gosh I'm so embarrassed because I like them no it's a good thing so go ahead and, and pick that up as well as another resource in terms of just looking at sensuality and sexuality from God's perspective and being able to connect with that instead of connecting with our poor experiences that we may have had or connecting with not only poor experiences, but someone else's experience. And then we take it on as ours. So I would love to encourage you guys to go back and and just really explore God's perspective. And I know that even as I was doing this interview, that a lot of things start to fall off, meaning my negative experiences, I was able to lay them aside because I'm replacing them with positive truth. 
And that's what we do this or we love having the podcast is so that we can start replacing our mindset with some positive truths instead of how we think of ourselves and instead of how society thinks of us. But, you know, I can talk like this forever. So let me go and get back to my little tools and tips. Let's go and move on to number seven. And that is enjoying our sensuality. And I will say again, and I think it's kind of funny because when I was listening to the interview again, I know she said reclaim a lot. And I said, oh, that is so profound. And this was another area where I was like, that is so profound. And what was that? When she was talking about sensuality, Jennifer noted that sensuality does not include sex, but rather how we enjoy life with our bodies. I was like, what? That's a new thought for me. And I did. I said it too. I said, I never thought of sensuality outside of sharing physical touch with someone else. But it does occur. And Jennifer identified the benefits of enjoying your favorite meal, that favorite dessert, walking on the beach barefooted, lotioning ourselves, dancing, and the list continues. These are all positive experiences where we are enjoying life's pleasure instead of that intense, rigid denial. And it's like, mm, but it's like, no, let that go and embrace your sensuality. That's right now. And it helps us to make healthy choices when we're stewarding our natural arousals. And so for those who are married or not, we all at some point have to steward our arousal. And so I did kind of forget because I just kind of got carried away in my talking. I'm going to see it. Tip number seven is to spend time in, in these items that she identified as sensuality. Over time, I've been identifying as most of them being self-care. You know, taking that long bath, taking that hot shower, like all those things that self-care and it's actually healthy habits that is building your sensuality in the positive manner. Okay, for tip number eight, we're going to go with those who are married. Remember that sex is an opportunity to deeply know your partner. When Jennifer shared how God views sexual intimacy as to know, I was like, man, does that simplify things? Therefore. Tip number eight is to remove the pressure of performance by viewing your intimacy time as knowing your significant other. Go ahead, exhale, and enjoy the benefits that the Lord has provided by being married and getting to know your significant other. Mm -hmm. Okay, for those on the flip side who are not married, well, actually, now that I think about it, this applies to everyone, which leads to tip number nine, and that is having an action plan for your sexual desires, your sexual arousal. Jennifer identified having alternate behaviors for anxiety instead of using sex to calm anxiety. She also noted not lingering in the bed. Instead, have an action plan that gets you up moving. And she identified that moving or using your sensual activities as a replacement for that sexual arousal, like 
going dancing, walking on the beach, all those things, lotioning, all those things can help steward our sexual arousal, our sexual desires into a healthy manner that glorifies God and helps us to be disciplined with our bodies for those especially who are not married. Yeah, because we need the discipline. Okay, we done made it to tip number 10. Yes, we did. And this is a a, a tip that, again, I, I just want to encourage. I, I know that we just barely scratched the surface with this topic. And there's just so much to glean and, and grow in. Because as I stated in the interview, most Christian communities, we don't talk about these things because we do place such a negative perspective even outside of media, we have such a negative perspective of Christianity and and being disciplined with our bodies. But for those who've experienced body or sexual trauma, please enlist professionals who can help and guide you through your experiences. We all have experienced something in our lives. I know I have, and you know, expressed a lot during this podcast series, but. For tip number 10, it's simply do not be afraid to get additional help. And as I stated previously, we just scratched the surface of all of this information. And, and I know that we're not going to get everything into two interviews. So I encourage you guys to not be afraid to explore and understand more about how God created your body, how he created your sexual tendencies and and just really learning how to embrace those instead of cursing those so you guys we done made it through our wonderful tools and tips and i will be honest i have listened to this interview at least two times already and i know that i'm gonna go back through it throughout the year why because we have so many things coming at us to pull us away from these positive perspectives and so I'm going to need it myself. I know I am. And also a gentle reminder that uh, Heal and Peace Podcast will be back in March. Yes. And we got a great segment lined up for March. I, I'll be kind of ahead of the game because my brain just be moving all the time. And, and I'm so excited about the lady who's going to come on in March. And we're just going to delve into feeding our minds and, and just continue to explore and encourage our mind, body, and spirit in the interim. Because February is coming up. And I know sometimes February can be tough. Why? It's Valentine's. It's the love month. Yes, it is. And sometimes we don't feel loved or encouraged. So I want to encourage you. Go back and listen to podcast episodes 99, 100, 101, 102. These episodes are about love, being loved, and self-love. Great episodes that identify that you are loved by God, along with providing tools to empower your self-love. So go back and dig into those archives and, and encourage your spirit. If you're one of those people that need encouragement through Valentine's, you may not. You may be like, hey, I'm on this. But in general, those resources are always there. Until then, I want you guys to have a great time. Spend time putting these tools and tips in. I, I firmly believe that as we make progression with these elements, that two, three, four months from now, we'll be in a different place and having more confidence with how we look, 
how we engage in sexuality and our sensuality. So please enjoy this time to dig into these resources and to read that earthen vessel, read Maya Angelou, strengthen that spirit. It's all good. Until then, we'll see you in March. Have a good one.